For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel, too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. Over the past year, on a near daily basis, I'm asked whether or not I will vote for and fight for the Democratic candidate for president if it isn't Bernie Sanders. And for a year, my answer has been a consistent yes. Yes, I'll do it. And I say that as someone who generally loathes several of the men and women who are still in the race. But in spite of serious political differences, I voted and campaigned for Hillary Clinton in 2016. Bernie did the same thing. I wrote op-eds in the Daily News encouraging anybody who followed me to do the same thing in 2016. But here's the thing. I have to say this. Mike Bloomberg is the line that I simply won't and can't cross. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The, 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 The Breakdown. I don't say this from a place of privilege. It's quite the opposite. It comes from a real place of pain. But Mike Bloomberg is the line that I simply will not cross. I can't. Here's what you may not know. And if you are a supporter of Mike Bloomberg, I am assuming you don't know this. Mike Bloomberg directly caused real pain real trauma and harm to people that I know personally, people that I love and call my friend. That's not rhetoric. I'm telling you that his decisions, his policies, his personal directives ruined the actual lives of countless men, women, boys, girls, and families all over New York City. And many of them will never recover. Here's the thing. Because social media did not exist on the scale that it exists today during most of his time as mayor of New York from 2002 until 2013, with his final year in office being the literal year before the Black Lives Matter movement began, Bloomberg narrowly escaped the nationwide public accountability and scrutiny that he no doubt would have received in any subsequent year after he left office. And as a result, New Yorkers, particularly black and brown New Yorkers, have something akin to a collective PTSD over the harm he caused. And I don't want what I'm about to tell you to be a 20 reasons not to vote for Bloomberg type of piece. Those things are out there. I just need you to understand the size, scope, scale, and vile nature of the 12 years where Bloomberg personally oversaw and turbocharged a citywide stop and frisk policy. Let me break it down. Break it down. 
what Mike Bloomberg did in his 12 years in office as mayor of New York City was the closest thing the United States has gotten to Jim Crow or apartheid South Africa in our lifetime. Now, Bloomberg will tell you that, hey, everything I did existed before him. That would be like saying prisons existed before the explosion of mass incarceration from 1975 until today. Yeah, prisons existed. But on a scale that was on par with the rest of the developed world. See, from 1870 to 1970, the United States consistently incarcerated fewer than 250,000 people per year. Today, we incarcerate over 2.5 million people on any given day and over 10 million people per year. It's exploded. So, yes, prisons existed before 1970. Yes, a, a, a policy of stop and frisk existed before Bloomberg took office, but he exploded it. That's what he did when he became mayor. He grew it and expanded it exponentially. Just give me a minute to explain it to you. In the 12 years Bloomberg was in office, he ordered the NYPD. I need you to understand these figures. He ordered the NYPD to stop and frisk people almost exclusively black and brown people, a staggering 5,081,689 times. Are you listening to me? And those are just the stops that police officers actually documented. Now, some people believe the actual numbers could be twice as high. Completely innocent people were strip-searched, punched, kicked, slammed, beaten, groped, tasered, choked, and shot in these stops. Drugs were planted. People were framed. And tens of thousands of people every single year were arrested, sent to Rikers for crimes they did not commit, then eventually released without ever even going to court. Some people spent days in jail where they lost their jobs. Single parents lost custody of their kids. Others, they didn't spend days in Rikers, but they spent weeks, months, and even years for crimes they didn't commit. And while they were there in Rikers, like a young man, a teenage boy named Khalif Browder, they were beaten and tortured by both guards and inmates alike, forced into solitary confinement for years on end, then simply released without even an explanation. When Khalif Browder was released, he was broken and took his own life. Experts say tens of thousands of other innocent men, women, and children were either coaxed by prosecutors and police into taking plea deals so that they could simply be released for time served or just chose to take the deals simply so that they could escape the madness of the jail, only to be released from Rikers back into Bloomberg's New York, where they were routinely stopped and frisked again and again and again. Some individuals were stopped and frisked by the NYPD over a hundred different times. Can you imagine? Now, when I say over a hundred times, I'm not using that number 100 as a euphemism for a lot. I mean, they were literally and stopped, literally 
searched and stopped by the NYPD over 100 times. And as parents and activists and organizers and preachers and mental health experts and justice reform advocates and constitutional lawyers all begged and pleaded with Bloomberg to stop, he refused. People met with him personally, demanding that he stop, begging that he stop. They marched and protested in New York dozens of times. They interrupted his events, and some of the smartest, most persistent legal groups in the nation sued the Bloomberg administration over and over and over again to stop these unlawful practices. And a federal judge that deemed Bloomberg's stop-and-frisk policies, that deemed that they were indeed a modern-day apartheid for black and brown New Yorkers, she found that countless constitutional violations existed, and she ordered an immediate halt to what he had done for nearly 12 years. And even then, he fought back against it and refused to immediately implement the charges and changes, rather, that she demanded. Now, when Bloomberg left office and his stop and frisk was no longer a policy, crime actually plummeted year after year after year. His racist policies that he said he had in place to make New York safer didn't make New York safer at all. New York got safer after stop and frisk ended. All he had done was cause real terror to millions and millions of people. And after this man left office, Bloomberg bragged about the policy and defended it with all of his might. That's why in 2015, he asked the staff at the Snooty Aspen Institute to turn off the cameras when he spoke there and bragged about how police would throw black and brown boys against the walls, all in the name of making New York City safer. He knew what he was saying was ugly. Have you heard that audio? Those kids that he's talking about and their mothers and fathers and siblings were not just humiliated by such an awful practice, it shattered many of them. And Bloomberg literally defended all of this after the policy had stopped, after it was ruled unconstitutional. He defended it deep into 2019, right up until he decided to run for president. And here's the thing. I have dedicated my life to fighting back against Donald Trump and his policies. I have campaigned to oust horrible politicians and have helped elect bold, promising new ones all over the country. I've endangered my family in pursuit of tracking down and bringing white supremacists and neo-Nazis to justice. So yes, Donald Trump is our mortal enemy. And I work directly with the people and communities that his evil has impacted the most. And he must be defeated. And he can be. But I will not support one oppressor to oust another one. I won't do it. Break it down.
We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.